0: Love Talk Radio Let's get lost In a better place Pick up the time And space So much to learn So much to see A chance to escape Reality Open your mind Fresh new And bring you there. So let's talk about it and Good morning everyone. This is Fran Lewis and thank God Block Talk is back on track here. Cause that would be no fun because Carrie Singleton would definitely find out who did it. Carol Singleton has more than a fair share on her plate, her job at Clover Ridge Library preparing for her wedding to Dylan, he's really cute, and hoping that the local art gallery doesn't steal away any one of her part-time employers. A fiancé, inside, Dylan, Dylan accompanies her to the beautiful home of Victor Zalinka and what happens with art cat leptor, forgery, and a lot more. And poor Martha Mallory. Well, we're going to find out because whatever the carry finds, our ghost Evelyn does. And my favorite cat, Smokey Joe. Good morning, Marilyn. How are you? And glad to be back on Block Talk Radio. Uh, oh.
1: So nice to be back here, friend. I'm fine. I'm very excited about uh Overdo or Die because it's out today, finally.
0: I did say that to everybody on my yes, Facebook I know. thing. So tell us tell us about Clover Ridge and Carrie. And I felt I was nervous at the beginning when you said Uncle Bosco was in the hospital. You're not allowed to do that.
1: I know. Well, he is her great uncle, and the book opens where he's in the hospital. He has just had a heart attack, and um, Carrie and and her great aunt, Harriet, are very upset, but um, he seems to be making a good recovery, except uh, um, Uncle Bosco is going to have to change his ways, stop eating all these rich desserts, and he's going to Mm. have to start to exercise, Oh, so he's not too happy about that. But Aunt Harriet will make sure that he does it.
0: I know how that feels to be overweight and have to exercise. Now that I weigh 103 pounds, I don't have to worry about it anymore. Seriously. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's bad. You, you know what? All those sweets and stuff, there's, there are other things that you could have besides that. So who works at the library, and why does Carrie get involved in everything, which I really think is cool?
1: Yeah, well, well things just seem to happen to her um in this book um you can almost blame it on her her um fiance not that it's his yeah. fault of course. Um well, Carrie works in the Cloveridge Library and she is the um the, the head of the programs and events um department and um of course Evelyn used to work in the library and she helps Carrie with, um, with with solving the murders, um, unless it has to do with her relatives, if so she's worried one of her relatives um, is the murderer, so mm-hmm. then she's not very helpful. But this time, uh, the 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 involvement comes through um, comes through Dylan, because Dylan has inherited a a, a painting that belonged to his great great uncle. His great-great-uncle had mm-hmm. a friend who turned out to be a very famous artist. And um, he had given his, the, the um, great-great-uncle, when they were 21, um, he made a painting for him. Um, and this painting is very rare because there, there are no other paintings of this artist's work at that point. And uh, what happens is um, Dylan goes to Chicago, and he retrieves it from his uncle's uh, friend's house and on the way back to the hotel before he goes to fly home um, he's knocked on the head he ends up in the hospital and the painting has been stolen and what they he finds out is that um, the painting has been stolen so it could be copied by um, this Mm. group this syndicate of forgers that it's very insidious because it's um, it's all done in terms of cells, so nobody knows what's going on in the next town. Um, they're all linked in a very mysterious way, and um, the the FBI there's a very they have a, sex, a special section uh, recovering um, stolen art and for- and dealing with forgeries. And they asked for Dylan's help because he has experience in this area. And, of course, Carrie gets involved. And, of course, it, it hits home when, the, um, when Martha, Martha Mallory, is murdered, and she's the owner mm-hmm. of the local art gallery.
0: I felt so bad for poor Martha. I really did. And I felt sorry that poor Carrie's going to have to get involved and it gets dangerous. So what bothers me, too, is why does she keep – he wants to get married, so how come she keeps putting roadblocks? It's almost as if she's does not, not really sure she's afraid. Well, she re- for a while she was afraid,
1: but mm. in this book she really loses all fear of getting married, and she realizes that she wants to go ahead. But the problem is she's having trouble – finding the right wedding site and she's not using this as an excuse um some of them are too formal one she does like but um she helped solve a a murder somebody died right in front of her at that particular Mm -hmm. um wedding site when her best friend was getting married the year before and so it has bad memories for her and um none of the places really appeal to her but by the end of the book she has found the perfect uh, wedding site for them, the perfect wedding venue for that really suits her and Dylan.
0: Well, that's good because that's not easy. No. I picked the Greenberg Courthouse. That was my venue. <laughs> for real. 26 years ago. For real. Mm. <laughs> that was my venue. It just worked really fast, and it saved a lot of money, too. <laughs> so... Who is is Leroy, and who is Susan? What's her role in the gallery?
1: Well, okay, Leroy is um, one of these – well, he was sort of – he comes from a family uh, of Clover Ridge, and um, he suddenly – he has kind of a bad reputation, he and his brothers. You know, they sort of do um, things, illegal things, or on the border of what's illegal – and suddenly he's made it big as an artist, um painting these huge um canvases, and he even was written up in in art world and he's um he's capitalizing on that and um after after Martha dies um Martha's husband invites him to be a partner in the gallery, which really is not a, is not a good thing to do. And also, for a short while, he's going out with Babette. Um, Babette is an art teacher at the high school, and um, she's also on the board. And Carrie's not too crazy about her, but her feelings change towards Babette um, during the book. Um, as for Susan, Susan work, works for um, works in the library. She works part-time. She is one of Carrie's two assistants, and she's a very talented artist. Um, the Gallery on the Green, which Martha and her husband own, um, has begun to um, exhibit her work. In fact, they at one point around the time that Martha was murdered, they have just put her, her painting in the, um, in the window, and it, that it has been stolen around the time that Martha was murdered. And, um Carrie is beginning to worry that um Susan is going to leave working at the gallery and working at the library and um yeah. work at the gallery instead, but on the same token by the same token, she also wants um Susan to go ahead, and she knows that Susan is a a quiet and retiring person and She's not very ambitious in terms of work, so
0: um,
1: Mm. Carrie doesn't want to hold her back, but she knows she'll be losing someone very important to her, both as a friend, but also um, Susan does these wonderful drawings and figures and um, whatever, three-dimensional artwork um, Mm. in the library when holidays come around, and she's certainly an asset.
0: Well, you know, up the library up here is not as nice as the one that you work with at on the island. <laughs> they won't even talk to an to um an a regular or an author like a neighborhood author or a community author. They won't. They won't even I asked to put my YA book there and they wouldn't do that either. Well, why didn't you get a library journal? I said why don't you look at it first? And all the other local libraries around here take local li- authors, not this one. It's really upsetting. It's <laughs> like, why? Well, every
1: library is different. I I know yeah. I I it they they I don't speak in my library either. They're not interested. Um, they'd rather have me teach um, a, a sort of a workshop, but they mm-hmm. it's. It's what they feel will, will draw people, but why do I don't know? Understand why they wouldn't keep your book, especially if there is a um, a, a local or a, a historical room of that you know that's connected to your to your community, that's related to your community, and reflects what people in your community are doing.
0: That's what I'm saying, and people are just like forget it. So, tell us about Victor and painting. And how does somebody tell that, well, they smuggle in the paintings and they forge them, but in, you, tell, you have to really have the right eye to know if it's forged. I mean, most well, people say, Victor, yeah, we Victor, don't know.
1: Well, I don't want to t- say very no. much about Victor or smuggling or anything, yeah. but Victor um, is a an export-import um, person. He was born in Eastern Europe, and he's very handsome, as Carrie has noted, um, he has an extensive art collection, and he collects um, all, very expensive paintings and of, of all different periods, but mostly the 20th and 21st century, and he also collects um, he, um, old uh, pre-Columbus um, statues from Central America and, and South mm-hmm. America, um, and he lives in a beautiful home. Um, and and they he is uh, um, they suspect him Carrie and Dylan of being involved in this um, in, in in this syndicate of um, creating false paintings um, copies because on the wall when they go to his house um, Dylan notices a, a painting by the same painter who painted his his the piece of art that he owns. And he realizes that it is a forgery. So he doesn't say anything to Victor, at least not in the beginning, eventually by the end of the book he does, but um, he wonders if, first of all, does Victor know that this is a forgery? Number two, how did Victor get this? And again, is Victor involved in this, um,
0: this syndicate?
1: So that's who Victor is?
0: Oh well, wow. he's a complicated guy, that's for sure.
1: Yes, he is. He is.
0: So, what happens at the musical event, and who is Emily?
1: Oh well, it's the um, the library has just been renovated. The, the The library is one of the old buildings built around the green in the town of Cloveridge, Connecticut. It's an old town from the sixteen hundreds or even earlier. And um, these old buildings that are centuries old have been converted to one, one to art galleries, some restaurants, the inn on the the inn on the green, and there are still some better homes where um, Carrie's great aunt and uncle live across the on the green. Well, the the library has been growing in leaps and bounds, and next to it is this dilapidated mm. building.
0: Mm. The town
1: has bought this building, and has attached it. and I I go into great depth and detail about this in the in the book before. Um, it's called Dewey Decimated, and now. All of the um, reconstruction and all the connections, et cetera, have been put into place. And there were several angels, people who contributed um, money to this this great undertaking. And they are having a a commemoration um, assembly meeting in the library in the – in the new hall, in the, 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 the new auditorium that Carrie is so proud of.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: this older woman um, comes up to the podium and interrupts and claims that the building that they have taken to make the addition, with, you know, that they had broken through and added to the library, really belongs to her. And of course, that is the end of the uh, of the meeting of the of, of what's going on.
0: That was scary, I know. So, who is um, Taylor and who is Ron, and what is his role in the gallery?
1: Well, Taylor is this is Emily's Emily's um, niece, and she's sort of looking mm-hmm. after her, because it turns out that Emily has dementia. And yeah. um, Well, I'm not going to go into what happens with her or, you know, why no. she's there, but um, Ron is, is uh, Martha's husband, and he's, he's a nice guy, and Martha has a very, very <laughs> complex um, and interesting background, and Ron knows some of it, but some of it he does not know about. So um, Martha is the linchpin to all that happens, and all and a lot that has happened to her.
0: That's scary. So she's killed. Though, how? Who found her? And how come Carrie gets involved as usual?
1: I don't remember who found her.
0: Oh well, we're not going to tell them. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so. uh,
1: well, Car- well, Carrie gets involved. That's easy enough, because as usual, it's a, a, well. Evelyn um, was a good friend of Martha's, and she asks Carrie to get involved. But Carrie would probably get involved anyway because she knew Martha, and um, you know she was concerned, and. Which what also is interesting is that um, in the last few books, Carrie and Dylan work together. It seems that um, either he's helping her. He's he's not the type of fiance to tell um, her to to tell his his fiance, I don't want you to get involved. It's scary. Mm-hmm. It's frightening. Something could happen to you. He's well aware of this because he's an investigator on his own, in his own right. But um, he knows that he cannot stop Carrie. This is something she's going to do, uh, you know, whether or not he says it's all right to do something. And she, he, he, really, he cannot tell her what to do. This is not his, in his realm. It's not, it's not something that he has the right to do. So all he can do is really say to her is be careful. You know, he he wants her to always be aware of what's going on and not to take any unnecessary risks.
0: Well, let's hope she doesn't get hurt. Now, this is unusual. And you know how many books I've read. Too many. Um, (laughs) The the police chief, John Mathis, how come he actually, in a sense, welcomes that Carrie... Butts in And why does she feel that she has to solve it That's basically I think the people In the community want her to solve it Well
1: It's John um, has many feelings Towards Carrie In the sense of um, It's realistic And it's not There's no animosity between them Which does Although of Mm. course he gets annoyed with her When he feels she oversteps. But mm-hmm. the thing about john is is a very good um policeman very he he knows what he's doing he's a good investigator um but he also is aware as is is Dylan that Carrie is going to um investigate he can 't really stop her but also mm-hmm. um she she knows these people sometimes better than he does um and he knows that she talks to um these people and they they might tell him more than they might they might t- they'll tell her more than they might tell him um of course he gets a little <laughs> annoyed or upset when you know she virtually tells him um um well you're not going to look at Susan as a um as a suspect and i mean he has to look at everyone as a suspect i mean susan did get involved with the gallery, and um, she's she's very involved with both um, Ron and Martha.
0: Well, no one is safe in this book, people. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> the minute you the minute you poke your nose, you better watch out and get a body armor or something. So, who who are the suspects in all of these?
1: Well, there are many suspects because um, there are many characters, and and yeah. also a stranger comes into town, and mm-hmm. um, he is somewhat related to Martha in a very indirect way,
0: mm-hmm. because
1: Martha was in Witsick and she chose to leave Witsick, so um, it seems that she she called. She, she was um, – she, she called in the authorities on her boss and said that he was doing illegal doings, and it turns out that he wasn't just her boss. He was her lover and also mm. the father of her child. So there is that aspect of it, you know, the, um, the criminal element that comes to um, Clover Ridge, and it could, could someone from that side of her life, that part of her life, have murdered her? So many characters. Um, was it Leroy? Does Leroy want to get involved? Does he want um, a, a half share of the gallery? Does he mm-hmm. want to deal with Martha, who Martha doesn't want him to be involved with the gallery? Um, there just are many possibilities of who, could, murder, who have, could have murdered Martha.
0: Well, how does Ron feel about the fact that she had a boyfriend before? Does he know all this?
1: Well, yes. We, well, that was a surprise that he does know about it, because you, mm. you see this at the, uh, at the wake, when the yeah. person who she was involved with walks in and is thrown out. And so it seems that he did know um, you see, you never know who knows what, do you? Um, Martha it's has garren. many secrets, but how well are they hidden? How well? And obviously, she's done something to offend someone, and some because someone has
0: murdered her. Well, someone definitely wanted to shut her up, that's for sure. So, yeah. who? De, who are Denny and Felicity?
1: Felicity. Oh. Felicity is Martha's daughter.
0: That's what I thought. Yeah,
1: yeah, and she lives in California, but she came, she came east to Connecticut. That's, that's where Clover Ridge is, because her mother has died. So that that's why she's around.
0: And who is Denny? He came also.
1: Well, Denny is the um the person whom Martha had been involved with that's his son
0: that's right yeah,
1: but uh, a, she' is, yeah, so he so Felicity and Denny are half siblings, but not well, the
0: could create I said, that that could create problems in general, don't I know it? you never know yes
1: they uh, yeah, well, I always like to have elements that go back to the past. I always think it's mm-hmm. interesting when secrets are revealed. And I think readers, we're always intrigued in what happened in the past to influence the present. Because there's no getting away from it, is there?
0: No, there's gossip. but so People love gossip like that, too. So it's like, oh, God, I'm going to keep my ears picked to the, to the butt until I find out what happened in this book and why. So we, yeah. go, we go to Martha's Wake and we get this weird feeling how come we get a weird feeling and what about Carrie she attends she attends that and something else too
1: i i what else does she what, what do you mean
0: she attends more than one wake right or is this Martha's wake no
1: um there is a memorial for Martha yeah
0: a memorial yeah
1: oh yeah oh well leroy it turns out is also related to Felicity mm-hmm. and uh, Denny. He and Denny are first cousins, and um, De- he um, Denny acts up, and Denny is um, is expressing his anger at at Martha, and and Leroy tackles him. So mm. and Denny ends up in the hospital because he falls over on his chair and um, at the memorial, which is being held at the gallery, in the gallery. So, um, yes, there's a lot going on.
0: So who is, uh, I'm not going to ask why she becomes more embroiled in some of the murders, but this is Carrie Thrive's on this. So who is right. Rick, and why does he and why does he come to town? And then we're going to get to the good part about what happens when the building belongs to someone else and they decide to have something there. That was interesting.
1: No, we discussed that already. Well, Mickey no, is Daddy's father.
0: Oh, okay, you, mean the the, cir- you mean the art show? Do you mean the art show? No. Yeah, the art show.
1: Well, that's how that's how Carrie got to know Victor Zelenka um because mm-hmm. as as I had said, um Victor is is an art collector and um he has a lot of beautiful artwork and um so it the when they when they redid the library when they uh added on the new building um they also uh created a real art gallery and you know they had they had this of course they had to have this um make sure that it was protected et cetera which they did they set up they set up a system and um so they, Victor, she, that's why she went to, this, to his house, because Victor asked her to come mm-hmm. over, and she also went with, with Dylan, where she helped pit, select the art pieces that were going to be hanging for the first ex, um, exhibit in the new section of the library. And um, Victor, he hires someone, his, the person he usually uses um, to her, her crew to hang, up, do the hanging of, of the art pieces in the art gallery in the library, and that's, and that's where Nick appears, and, um, of course, he's, 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 he's a, um, he's a thug, he's kind of retired, but still, mm. he has someone trailing after him, one of his henchmen, you know, was looking after him, and, but Carrie doesn't have to be afraid of him, because he just wants to find out what's happened, um, he, he asks Carrie to do something for him, you know. To do some investigating for him, so her her reputation has gone far and wide.
0: I'm surprised she didn't get her PI license.
1: Yeah, well, I think if I ever continued the series, it's almost as if it has become like Mr. and Mrs. North, where you know both yeah. Carrie and Dylan are involved in in the cases, and this also happens in the in the Ace and Final book that I've already written where mm-hmm. Dylan is very much involved in in the case um, it, it, yes it would be it would be almost important for her to get her her um, license to, to to actually do investigations because she seems so involved in them
0: well how would they feel at the library if she did both i mean she really no, has, has a lot of work to do with the events
1: well it and wouldn't, stuff it like wouldn't that. work because remember mm-hmm. she also um, works she's also it's uh, temporarily so it's a temporary position but she she may keep it she's also on the board of uh, the town board and you know that meets periodically and it, it's not so much that <coughs> the, you know the meetings take up so much of her time but you know you're involved in all these um, issues that are related to the town <coughs> so you, there's just so much you can do and of course she's just she's still starting out setting up she's going to be setting up her own her own house you know she lives in the um they live in the in the cottage that's on mm. the Avery property um but you know they really that's not where they want to live um so they, they'll be in the next book in the next book they're looking for a house where they you know where they will be living as a married couple
0: how does Uncle Bosco feel about that? And how does Aunt Harriet? And is Uncle Bosco sticking to his diet, or is he cheating? Well, he, <laughs> you know,
1: he probably wouldn't if he didn't have someone like Aunt Harriet to help him. And what's so tempting is Aunt Harriet always made these delicious desserts. Yeah. So it's it's something that she has to do differently, not just him. She has to stop making them, so she's learning how to make um, healthier desserts, and sometimes that is basically fruit, which she has to learn to eat. And and he can, and not only that, he he he's used to t- taking second and thirds because she's a very good cook, and so he has to limit his diet. And um, but he but after a while he does take pride in the fact that he los he's lost weight and that he's feeling better and but there's always that danger of slipping because he remembers all the good food he's eaten over his lifetime.
0: Well to be very honest, I like her desserts because I don't eat cake ever. Mm. And I don't eat all that fattening stuff. It's a long story why, but I don't. And I don't even eat donuts. <laughs> no, I don't like donuts. But no, I have started
1: of... to eat. I have started to eat a lot—not a lot, but dark chocolate, in which I never I, used to.
0: I can't and eat that either. I can't even show it.
1: <laughs> I know. Sometimes it's very hard, but yeah. um, I buy it in different formats and uh, different forms. Um, so I do. I do eat just a little bit each day. But I, I used to wonder about people having sweet tooth. Sweet toothed. Eating chocolate. What is the big thing? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't eat too much of it because too much of it, I, I it leaves me feeling icky. But um, I, I, I do like to eat a little dark chocolate every day.
0: Well, I'm glad I can't do either. And I learned a long time ago my my dessert of whatever is either apple or Jello. It's boring mm-hmm. or anything. But my dad weighed over 500 pounds when he and when he died oh, he weighed over wow. 500 pounds. Yeah. And wow. I weighed at one point, for whatever reason, I weighed over 200 pounds Because when my mother got sick, I had to take care of her She had Alzheimer's So I'm an expert mm-hmm. on that So I decided that my sister, before she died, said, you know, you're going to be a couch potato Why don't you write a book on this Huffball? This is far to the radio station, so that's good So before I forget, um, next week on Tuesday, at a special time at 5 o'clock Rachel and Michael will be here with Trinity House, and we're going to talk about their new inspirational song, which I love. Just when you feel down, turn on I Believe in You. It's beautiful. On the 24th, we have the author of Second Term, and on the 26th, Gary Braver, ruler of evil. And on the 2nd, I get to show off my brilliance in reading, and my professor and I, Dr. Cabuto and I, are going to take the sec- the 3rd, the Fourth and Fifth Pillars of Reading, in the uh, the new program that everybody's logged on to, The Science of Reading, and we're going to tell you a better way to go. That's just some of November. I must not forget the eighth. We've got Philip Margolin and Betrayal. That's not even half of November. So I'm excited, and those of you out there that have a new book coming out, January's almost gone, so you better tell me now. For real. So... <laughs> I get shocked sometimes So how do the events of the library And the art show connect with Victor And how come John brings Victor in
1: Well there's an, there's another murder And um, yeah. Victor is a suspect And I, I really don't want to Say too much about what goes on yeah. At the art show Because I think that's a wonderful surprise For my readers I, I really yeah. love that part yeah. So I don't want to say too much about it, but um things things do work out in the end and Carrie does of course find the murderer and um you know and but there's still a lot of there's a lot of intrigue going on. There's a lot of underhandedness, there's a lot of people are doing sly things and um, Mm. there, there are many characters in this book and they all play an important part and an important role in you know what happens what what is going on so
0: who else stays with with Victor who else who else is involved with him I don't want to say and then of course Carrie interferes Carrie asks somebody to allow Leroy to stay but why why does she care
1: Oh yeah. Well, um to, oh yes. Leroy um Leroy has, has I I don't even remember why. Leroy um needs to be taken care of. He was beaten up, yeah. wasn't he? And um now Leroy was going out with Babette and, Yeah, I know, um, I like Babette and he Yeah. Well, Carrie is not too crazy about Babette. Initially. Yeah, no, I gotta watch her. So um because Leroy has a few broken bones, um, he needs some he needs to be in a in a safe place. So he asks Babette if he can stay at her place and Babette goes someplace else and um Carrie and um and, and Dylan are glad that Babette is um, sort of harboring, sort of looking after Leroy, because they figure that they can question him. They figure that Leroy, who is an artist and also um, has this interest in, um, get, you know, being a part owner of the gallery on the Green, they think that he is is the murderer, because at this point. Um, a few people have been murdered And Leroy's mm-hmm. smack in the middle Of um, Of what could have happened what Of what events took place That involved him So Carrie goes and Talks to him And what, she offers to bring him lunch So that way mm-hmm. she Gets him to talk a bit He's not a very pleasant character He's not a very pleasant no. person
0: No he's not one of my Favorite people Mm-mm. No. Yeah. So, so why how does I love Evelyn? I could use her right now. How does Evelyn yeah. play a part? And what about Jake? I love Evelyn. Evelyn, I wish that we were there to help me. Well, Evelyn
1: Evelyn's role, it of course she only appears in the library. She's the ghost yeah. who used to Now, remember she lived in the town. She worked in the library. So in that sense, she helps Carrie um, when Carrie wants to know more about people. She gives them the background or, you know, she gives Carrie's jobs to do. Like she, want, she, want, she said, I, um, I know um, Martha had different sides, but I, she was a good friend. I want you to find out who murdered her. Mm. And also, um, Carrie never really had a good relationship with her mother and she never had that maternal um, backing and and instruction that she she lacked, that she wished she had. And Mm. Evelyn sometimes gives her that kind of support. And it's interesting because Evelyn never had any children either. She was kind of close to, she was very close to her niece who used to work in the library, and another niece and nephew. Um, but they, they were not very – they were not really very moral people. And I think that um, Evelyn knew it. You know, she wouldn't admit it, but she, she knew it. And she feels very maternal towards Carrie. And sometimes she, she tells Carrie um, – she gives her advice – that mm. um, uh, 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 that only that a mother might give a daughter, and or, or also even her, her thinking, um, there is a relationship of two people who there's a very large age difference, and Carrie is really appalled, and she thinks you know she wonders if she should advise the person she knows about this you know that this is, isn't a very wise thing to get involved in. And Evelyn reminds her, you know, not every you, you, is, is going to be a reflection of the type of relationship that of you and Dylan, you know, the typical image of, um, mm. you know, male, female, whatever, of a certain age, a certain age difference. So in that sense, she gives Carrie advice and has Carrie look at things in a different way.
0: I, I know. Does Dylan know about Evelyn? Does Dylan find yes. out about her? he, he, he does, does know
1: about Evelyn. He finds that out, I think, in the fourth or fifth book. Yeah. And, unfortunately, he finds out about it <laughs> and when he's driving, and he almost drives off the road into the bushes. Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: well, he has to know also because in, in, um, in Dewey Decimated, a ghost appears in the um when mm-hmm. they're when they're working in the dilapidated building, and that ghost and proves to be his uncle dylan 's uncle and Dylan cannot see Evelyn, nobody but Carrie and her little niece and her little cousin um, can but um Dylan is able to see his uncle um which is very funny when, the, when his Uncle Alec comes into the, into the library, Carrie and Evelyn are doing their best to hide him because um, mm-hmm. they don't want the patrons to be frightened by him. And, um, and Evelyn ends up sort of babysitting him in, in, a, in, a, 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 in the attic or some room that's not being used until he can go on his way. So Dylan does know about about um, Evelyn and Carrie eventually tells Angela who is her best friend mm. about about Evelyn but they're the only two people who know about Evelyn
0: it's amazing at the because, you, know, you everybody would love to cousin. have a ghost like Evelyn but I'm surprised that they don't think Carrie's crazy Unless they could actually see Well, Carrie's, see very,
1: Carrie's careful. Um, first yeah. of all, because she has um, because she has two helpers. They're both part time, and there's a lot of time when not a lot of time, but there there are hours when Carrie is alone in her office, and sometimes um, even when either Tricia or um, Susan is, is in the library. Um, they could be manning the uh, w- the hospitality desk, or Carrie is walking someplace to check on the um, events and programs that are in session, and Evelyn will accompany her, and they have they find plenty of time to chat because Evelyn sees everything and she knows when Carrie is free.
0: Well, that's the that's the scary part. So. How does all this connect to the painting, to Dylan's painting?
1: Well, the painting is um, – I explained in the beginning that the, the painting that is, Dylan goes to retrieve from this man who was holding it for his uncle, um, and the, the painting is, is stolen, the FBI tell Dylan that the painting – was taken so people could make a copy of it and luckily the fbi they know where this painting and other paintings are being held so they have a raid and they're able to get it back for for um dylan but that's when they asked dylan for his assistance in what you know because he does have a a great deal of knowledge regarding art and and of course in by virtue of that a fraud, uh, fraud, he can he can discern if something is a fraud. And in many cases, I don't think anyone could be, do this in every case. I mean, but he has a good eye, and he does know certain artists' work. So um, that is how they get involved in in this issue. The FBI they ask for Dylan's assistance, and um, and they ask him to sort of verify it another painting that that has been found
0: now the scary part is because i had the book in front of me just now to remind me that the the killer is like oh my god that was a good surprise let me tell you how how did you give it away (laughs) no how did you how do you create who the killer is without saying how do you decide the person that deserves to go down for this and how, how do you describe yeah. the reaction of the of the characters when they go, "Are you serious seriously
1: <laughs> well okay i have this is it, okay I have become you know and for writers, there are the panthers and the plotters, but I think everyone is a bit of both. The plotter mm-hmm. writes out the scenario the the setting the the, the um the outline and follows it, and the panther has some sort of an outline. You have to have something to, at least to begin with and and adds on i think i I think I pick my murderer um, sometimes I know ahead of time, and sometimes um it could be one of two people or three, but I become more certain about it as I get closer. I have also changed murderers. I remember in the fourth book, um, I I was going to have a murderer, um, the murderer be a certain person, and then I changed it. So it's very hard to say exactly, um, for every case, how I know who will be the murderer. Because I feel that um, as I write the book, I get to know my characters much, much better as I'm writing. So um, they sort of show themselves and who is capable of murder. Um, so that is, how, that is what I go by. But, of course, the, um, the events have to match up. You can't mm-hmm. have decide, oh, at the end of a book, oh, so-and-so will be the murderer if you really haven't planted the, the red herrings the, the clues and mm. and make sure that your murderer is um you know is it, it, plausible it doesn't you know isn't in another state when a, when a certain murder is is you know committed like, has been committed like at one o'clock in the morning and that person has been proven to be at a conference um, three states away, so you always have to keep that in mind um. So I, I mean, I guess I I have an idea usually who the murderer mm. is, and um, but I have changed I have changed murderers
0: midstream. So how do you pick? Well, in this one I said, oh my God, okay. How do you pick the the, well, the character traits of a murderer? Sometimes they're hidden because you can't always tell, you know, when the character is going to do something or oh, she, does he or she, you know, look really great and great and all of a sudden go what? How do you pick the motive for murder? I haven't written a murder mystery, and my next book is being, my new book is being edited as we speak, and I've gotten a lot of criti- criticism, and not good criticism, about why I wrote writing. Mirror image is, when you look in the mirror, and you see your face, but it's not the face that you want to see. It's the face that's going to become you if you don't repent for something that you did to someone else, an event that happened that you shouldn't have done, and you're going to be the face in the mirror at the end if you don't repent. And, like, the first story is Mrs. Gold, and she ripped apart a doll that I love, which is Raggedy Ann, and when she wouldn't repent, Raggedy Ann got even with her. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I'm telling you, it's like, I don't know why. The first part is Mm. mirror image, and the second part is, the dead have returned to tell their hmm. stories I write them from the point of view of somebody that was wrongly accused
1: right oh God, I remember been, that yeah well, well I, uh, okay I don't know why my,
0: they don't like it
1: my my okay I I was just in fact I'm I'm, I'm writing, um guest blogs now and this is the t- subject of one of them that I'm thinking of writing my books, of course, deal with murder but one yeah. it, my characters are very, very important to me, and they' are very three dimensional they grow they mm-hmm. change they 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 have imperfections they have um, tendencies they um but i one aspect of my characters that i'm very, very interested in, and I think you could say that this is so are my characters' relationships with one another,
0: so mm-hmm.
1: very often. When, if you're writing about characters and what they're doing and how they interrelate with one another, a motive is going to arise, Arise, especially if you're writing a murder. Um, mm-hmm. And a very plausible um, um, reason will be – because, you know, we think about why do people murder, okay, mm-hmm. you know, the usual – um, money it could be an accident. Um, they could be, psycho. You know, they're psychologically they don't care about people. Um, sociopaths in that sense, um, or they, they're you know they're doing it for money. They're doing it so there's greed. There's revenge. So there are, there are the basic reasons why people murder. But I think mm. you have to look at the the re- in, in something like a cozy. It, it's, it's much more than that. It has to be more because these are characters who your reader is getting to know very, very well. And I know that my readers, they love my characters. And um, and in fact, I was so touched because I have heard recently from a few readers that, that they are rereading my books and um you know, because it gives them a sense of, of coziness, of warmth, of security, and um, I I think that out of the relationships, out of how they react and relate to one another, you'll mm-hmm. see who's has the potential for being a murderer. You know, I th- I don't think everyone's going to be, you know, in that category. Yes, we have all these
0: suspects,
1: <laughs> but are they, you know, are they really that callous or that and i um and of course there is the, the mad factor i suppose the um you yeah. know is this person right pathologically crazy or not caring or you know whatever or insane but i don't know i, I don't that's that's an easy um that's too easy you know what i mean to say it, if someone is insane so he's murdering such and such um but I like to look to my characters and see how they relate to one another and from there try and get, you know, I choose who the uh, to the right murderer should be.
0: Well, this was right. So what's next for Dylan and Carrie? When I grew up a long time ago, not that long ago, I still haven't grown up yet. Um, my, <laughs> favorite place, my favorite place was the library. It was like 30 blocks away and I actually walked because we didn't have one where I used to live in the South Bronx and... They only allowed you, um, I don't know if they do that, now they probably don't care. Um, when I was growing up, my mother said you, she was only allowed to take out two books. And when I went to the library, they looked at me, and the lady said, just let her take what she wants. I took about ten, and walked home with them. And then oh. I went back, yeah, I read I read very fast. I read all of yes, I the reads all the I don't know why I do, but I, yeah, I do. My It's my reading professor from college that taught me how to become a better reader. He also taught me how to dig down deep and understand not what's on top, but what's underneath the deep structure of the novel so that I get it right. Because when I do the uh, talks with him on November 2nd, I better be right, because he'll tell me if I'm wrong. Don't worry about that. So what's next for Dylan and Carrie, and what's next for you?
1: Well, Okay, I have written, and my editor now has, the eighth and final book in the series. I have decided mm-hmm. to end this series because I feel that um, Carrie's arc has been completed. Um, she starts out being a rather lost person. Um, she's sort of a vagabond, goes from every year or so, moves to a different area after college because she has she doesn't have any sense of being grounded, but when she's at her lowest point, she ends up going to Cloverridge, where her her father's family had a farm, and she stays with her great aunt and uncle and she happens to have a library degree that she got online, and she ends up getting this wonderful job after working for several months, just working in the library as um in a very lowly way and um and from this she grows and she develops friendships she uh, um develops a relationship with Dylan and in the last book um it's it's um it's the 3 weeks before she and Dylan get married but of course um a, a murder is uncovered and very close to home and um she and Dylan are involved in a, a series of murders and cases and um the The day of the wedding is is a very, very exciting day because a lot of things that never should be going on are going on, and um it's a very tense adventurous um day um and also, there's another element that I bring in, but I don't want to talk about it now. um a very interesting element of that 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 comes from the history of connecticut and um so i i a lot again is covered I seem to cover a lot of different issues and elements in in my books, and I'm happy to say that I think the book ends on a a very happy, nice, wonderful note where they are married and they're about to um, set out on their new life.
0: That is great. So where can everybody get all of your books? We have about two minutes. So where can everybody get all of your books? Oh, uh, on
1: Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the usual places. If they go to um, Penguin Random House, there's a link. Um, it, It is like it mentions the eight places that carries my books, but it's, it's it's really many many places because they distribute my books.
0: You'd be surprised. I googled myself yesterday, and I was surprised. You can you're in China, Japan, India, everywhere.
1: Yeah. Seriously,
0: everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, how did I get everywhere? And you are. I mean, I, I looked at um, Walmart <laughs> and Walgreens. And everywhere, and I go, like, no, people buy my book. I'm in Strand Bookstore, too, believe it or not. Yeah. So it's amazing. But thank you so much. This has been fun. And we're going to do the panel. I'll send everybody the uh, talking points. Um, The one thing I hate is when you go into a store and you look at somebody or you go into a medical office or whatever, and I don't tell them my date of birth because I told them it's unlisted and I don't remember, and they know better than to ask me. And the pharmacist the other day asked me my date of birth and said, if you don't know it by now and have it memorized and on your, you know, uh, speed dial, I'm not telling you. And I won't. Because the minute you tell somebody how old you are, whatever that is, they look at you and they go, oh, my God, you poor thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Of course not. I have four masters <laughs> and a PD, and I don't understand a word you're saying. And I review books and I do radio shows. Now you're right, I don't. That gets me. So we're going to talk about age discrimination. Yes, and yes. I, it, it bothers me and race, this and race discrimination bothers me even more. That'll be a different one. For Marilyn, thank you so much. This is Brighton. Oh, it was my, my day. pleasure and, as always. And thank you, Blog Talk, for finally getting back on. I was having a fit this morning. Oh my god. I know. Everybody have a positive day and bye.
1: Okay. Thanks, Fran. Fran, are you there?